AF eloquence is made in the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation and the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging, and we recognise that sovereignty was never ceded. Time for a treaty. Test, test, test. Yep. Oh, look at that. Mine's looking good. That's a good Big record. Bars. Big, bars. Bars. Big bar. Big bars. Big bar energy. Hello and welcome to AF Eloquence, the show where we are eloquent AF about all things football. My name is Bart Welch. And my name is Emil Freund. Welcome to the show. It's Thursday, the 9th of July at about midday or thereabouts. Whew. It's been a week in football, Bart. It's what been a week. a week in football. We oh my gosh. had so much on. You feel like last week was big, but this week, who cares about the results? Just off field, it's been a big week. It's getting bigger and bigger. Oh. I, feel, I feel like it was an eternity ago that our teams played last last Thursday, Emil. I've actually forgotten about it. Oh, man, I I feel as this. I feel the same way. I I'd totally forgotten we'd played you. I've forgotten so much that I it's, brought it up right there. Oh, <laughs> well, I, I can understand as a Blues fan why one might forget. It was a pretty forgettable performance by Carlton. But uh, let's let's get up for those Saints. Heyo, heyo. Um, we'll go, get into that sense. a bit. We'll get yeah. into that in, in detail a little bit later. But first, I, I just wanted to just a little little sidestep from football for the time Please. being. Please um, do. Yeah, just a little little diversion uh, for the first part of this episode. Do you remember back at because we we're, we're both drama school kids uh, back back in our halcyon days halcyon days I think that's the word um, yes I'll yeah. take it <laughs> back at the, back at the VCA at drama school remember that time how we did a team building exercise where we got you know blindfolded oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. escorted by armed guards onto a yes. bus and had our phones confiscated and. You know, tied down. Yeah, fake, tied to tied knives. to a, like a harness, and we had to we had to you know ten of our fellow classmates held us back as we scrambled to get a hunting knife to cut ourselves free. All the while they were hurling abuse at us, including you know references to bullying and domestic violence and you know privileged information that was never supposed to get past the school psychologist. Remember that? I do. This is oh. actually the stuff that gave me such a great career that I have now, and the <laughs> strength and resilience that that is unwavering within me. I actually That's got that from the the abuse. Yeah, it's I how felt. it's how we won the. Uh, uh, acting grand final, <laughs> yeah, won the, the, won big the flag, dance. the big dance, which year. inevitably it was actually a huge uh, dance, yeah, <laughs> because of course we're drama kids. Hey, hello, oh dear, reading about that Adelaide oh camp in detail, like it's the gift that keeps on giving. It's it's been the big oh. story of this week for obvious reasons. That the intrigue only gets bigger and better as the more time goes by and the more Adelaide deny and try and obfuscate, you know, people's. Uh, research and investigation into it it is just hasty content it's explosive isn't it and sam McClure's done a cracking job he of course had the article in the age that was the expose but he's also been someone who's been pushing for a couple of years i remember remember a couple of years ago on air with wayne carey wayne carey was like just stop just get over it there's nothing there just stop talking and sam McClure's like well there is there's a heap of stuff that's unanswered and it's pretty problematic and i'm gonna find out and he did it's- it's odd that Wayne Carey would try and divert someone away from a problematic topic of discussion and try and get people to just move on without, you know, learning more information. That's really strange. I wouldn't, wouldn't, shy, wouldn't yeah. think that of the duck. From the king? From Hang the, on. Yeah, the king duck himself, no, mate. Nobility? King no, Quack? No, I mean, you know, he's... Um, yeah. <laughs> stings in the tail with the duck, I guess. Oh, man. Yeah, gee, it's... Um, 
It's pretty full on, isn't it? And they have just fallen apart. Like this, this camp, collective mind. Do they still mm. exist? They do. Do we know? Yeah, they do. Do they? Yeah. Jeez. Gonna, yeah. How's the how's the bookings how's going for collective mind? You reckon? Not sure. Uh, I know. I know that last I heard uh, they had they still had some quite high profile kind of clients on there listed as as you know on their books on their website. So it could that, that could all just be historical. I really. Yeah. Would be surprised if they would if they got an uptake in business. I know they say no publicity is bad publicity, but I feel like this is bad publicity. I think this is bad publicity. Yeah, I think this crosses that line, doesn't it? Like maybe there'll be some more. Uh, I'm sure after this incident or oh, a few years ago, there would have been more Google searches for Collective Mind. But um, I don't know how many <laughs> if they would have got an uptick in bookings after this. Unless, you know, you're trying to run some kind of fascist state and some cult-like group and you want to break your players down. Because literally, it's what a cult does, right? True, like the, yeah. What the camp was, it felt very culty. Break yeah. them down, yeah. make them the one one person, um, have some... They needed, they needed their enigmatic, like, charismatic leader. And then it would have only been a, a few weeks later and they all would have started sleeping with each other's partners and the full cult would have happened in no time. <laughs> Collective oh. mind, baby. What's crow flies mind? as one. Yeah. <laughs> we fly as one. Yeah, jeez. Uh, oh, what was that Bryce Gibbs quote? He's like, yeah, it was pretty cultish, but I had worse <laughs> camps at Carlton. <laughs> oh, my ass, Bryce. What? I feel like that's um, a little bit of job preservation. I think it's like, oh, Fucking shit, maybe I shouldn't have said that first part of the sentence. Oh, yeah, but I had worse car- camps at Carlton. <laughs> yes, it was a sentence of two halves. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, like like Bryce has had a, a career of two halves as well. Incredibly. And just quickly again on Bryce Gibbs, geez, you guys have gotten away with um, bloody murder, shall I say, <laughs> to keep it with that Crows reference. Oh. Speaking of bad publicity, uh, how about Collingwood this week? Week from hell. My goodness, the week from hell. And um, we've had a, um, of course, we're talking about uh, Jordan DeGoey's uh, indecent assault slash sexual assault plus steel side bottoms. Um, <laughs> yeah. Big yeah. bender, side bottom bender. Um, look, there's a lot here, isn't there? And we've also had from resident listener and resident Don's fan, Alex Mansell, has requested a uh, an expose, uh, an investigation into some of the indiscretions from Collingwood over this last, I guess this this 21st century, these last 20 years. It's been a big 20 years for the pies, but sure it's has. so deep that we're not going to get into it this week. But uh, we will, Alex. It's coming. It's we're coming. Working on it. We're working on it day and night at the moment. Yeah, maybe a history of them, like a. <laughs> Uh, a, hist- a modern history of the Collingwood Football Club, like post-move from Victoria Park, that kind of thing. See, see uh, what they've um, see see what they've been making headlines for uh, for the probably for the worst reasons. It's going to be a novella, my friend, yeah. of <laughs> yeah. indiscretions. It'll be a Pulp Fiction page turner. You know, you won't believe it. It's th- it'll be the truth is stranger than fiction. Oh, there it is. It's going to be a big read, man. And because of this, it's going to take a while to prep. So it's coming. It's a coming. (laughs) What a week, man. They're a bit cooked, aren't they? uh, Then, you know, just, it's just, I mean, if the how thing wasn't bad enough, like losing the way they did uh, on the weekend, and, you know, it's not to, uh, it's not to overshadow how well um, Essendon played. They they, they did did a great job. Well, uh, obviously, Collingwood's the focus here for a minute, but, I gotta say, we we gotta t- we gotta talk about those dons, man. Have to. We have to talk about those dons. We See didn't them fly actually. Up. Oh, mate! Big big blood on us last week. We didn't we didn't actually mention 
the side bottom uh, <laughs> out because I don't know. We, we it swept past us somehow. We didn't really talk about it that much. We talked about to go um, how, but we didn't talk about side bottom and what was yeah. really going on at the pies yeah. as to why Essendon might get up. That story um, was just breaking around the time we were recording, like maybe like earlier that morning or late the night before. And I'm kind of in some ways I'm glad we didn't because we didn't do a half-baked take on it. Um, the, the story right. definitely continued to devolve, uh, ev- well, devolve and develop. No, <laughs> devolve <laughs> certainly. Um, yeah. But it's enveloped the footy public's imagination. Um, for anyone who hasn't been following, uh, Steel Sidebottom went to console uh, Howe after he'd uh, you know, done his knee in horrific fashion and uh, went to Lyndon Dunn's house, I believe. Yeah, that's uh, right. Was, drink- was drinking with them. Um, then was he got an Uber back with uh, with Lyndon Dunn, and then also as a breach, I think, which is also a breach. Yeah, to take an Uber when they're outside of the AFL exclusion bubble. Um, yes. Then found him found his way back to Daniel Wells's house, uh-huh. where they he carried on drinking to to an extent that where he was found outside of Daniel Wells's place in his undies. In the hours of the morning and was escorted home by the police. Also a breach, I believe. How did that happen? Now, I hear that, like, Daniel Wells has a family and, like, lives with his family. Uh, does he have, like, a bunker underground or something where they can just... And all the drugs are there and, like, how... <laughs> how does it happen on a casual night? Like, blowing off some steam and... <sighs> Dude, it's not that hard. <laughs> it's not that hard to not do these things when you're this under this public spotlight and you're a professional athlete. I don't yeah. know. Life can be stressful, but gee. Also, bit of fun here. All of these last names. There's this is, this is fun for you at home. You could yeah. you could make a pretty fun jumble up with all these last names. How how done? How done? Well, <laughs> side bottom. How well how, done? Steel side. How bottom? well yeah. done is steel side bottom? <laughs> <laughs> He's very well done at the moment. He's cooked. How much more can Collingwood take? Yeah. <laughs> Dacos. <laughs> Man. Uh, yeah. Um, but I know we, 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 I was about to launch into Essendon and then I didn't in true well, AF eloquence style. Sure. But now we're launching back. Because fucking Back on the hell, runway. Yeah. Poof, they, Hot um, stuff. That was the best game Essendon have played in a while. Um, well, definitely this year. Mm. And it felt like it came from... It was just an attitude. It was a hunger. They they had um, um, Tipper Big, like t- yeah, absolute bull. Just yep. like their pressure was immense. They were just tackling, like had such high tackle intensity, and Collingwood were just stifled by it. The, pr- the pressure rating on the broadcast was bloody high. I'll tell you that much. Off the charts, two hundred and whatever it was. Whew. That's a big number. If Huge I know number. pressure ratings, it's that's big. <laughs> anything over two hundred is a solid rating on the pressure the pressure <laughs> scale. <laughs> It's hot stuff. It is yeah. hot stuff. And like Andrew it. Phillips being, you know, um, I mean, Huge. You, you're not going to win. It's hard to win the ruck battle against Brody Grundy, but he's like around the ground and, and uh, around the contest work was exceptional. He really, um, yeah, really made it, made it, made himself a physical presence and negated Grundy's ability to win the follow-up and ground ball. It's bloody, he, bloody he great. Was, he was muscling him, wasn't he? And Phillips looked like an absolute beast. His his physical frame is big, pretty impressive. Big Tazzy boy. Man. Is he a Tazzy boy? He's a Tazzy boy. Oh, of course he is. I should have known. Should have known. known. Yeah. yeah. He he was he was awesome, man. He that's a that's a handy little pickup. And they don't uh, they've mentioned it before. They those in the media mm. that trade doesn't happen very often, does it? The Carlton Essendon 
um, trade, doesn't very it? Very rare. Very rare. Yeah, rarely frequented. But yeah. yeah, he was he was huge, man. Um and he, for and you guys know, he's had he's had great games for us in the past. I remember a game at the G against West Coast where he completely negated Nick Nat's influence on the game. Like we still lost, but, but I mean that didn't need to be said. Um <laughs> but um he, he was he was exceptional. So like I'm not surprised that he's uh He's had a really good game for the Donners. <laughs> I hope that it continues uh, for him and their sake. And know. for you guys, you know, it's a bit of easy come, easy go. You yeah. Phillips went and you got Pitnett came in. Two kind of fringe ruckmen. They're both That's doing right. better at their new club. So not bad. But nah. yeah, geez, dude, the, the Dons, they've been flying under the radar. They had the little faux scare with uh, McKegger, hmm. the negative result McKegger, which yes. was... Um, false false seems- positive Conor McKegger. That's right, and that seems like a distant memory now, of course, as this news cycle is moment-to-moment. Yeah, moment, things like, can, can change halfway through a sentence. I mean. Essendon had a momentary spike in terms of media attention, and now they're back down, they've flattened they the flattened curve, the and cur- gone underneath that radar, swooping right. down, back down again. And I e- even with the big wave. win. No, that's right. Even with the big win uh, over Collingwood, the story has still been Collingwood. Which yeah, which is, is perfect. Thanks, Suits those dons. Yeah, very much so. And, Mate, and also, just- you know, thanks in no small part to Eddie McGuire. Oh yes, got to be about, got to be about himself. Got to be about mm-hmm. Eddie. Um, yeah, that's pretty fun, isn't it? Nice bit of sh- uh, shout and fraud with uh, mm. how much he wanted clarity on the Jack Stephen thing and every other club's thing. Let us know, let us know, and it's like, hey Eddie, <laughs> how about you let us know everything that's going on at Collingwood with what's every- that? The press release. Failed to mention the fact that he was taken home in a divvy van or like by hmm. cops. Hmm, interesting. Indecent Just a little assault, oversight. Oh, you yeah, say. right. Not yeah. sexual assault. Not a sexual assault. Hmm. Yeah. Also What's the difference, Eddie? Hmm. Interesting. Indecent seems like it's you still have. You are a decent person, and you just did an indecent, indecent act for a act. moment. Just a moment. Yeah. Uh, sexual assault sounds very close to rape. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Hmm. Mm. Collingwood, go Collingwood. Well, yeah. yeah we'll, we'll see how that alleged incident plays out um really nasty taste in the mouth though and god i hope that uh i hope that the victim's all right the alleged victim's uh, all right um yeah there's and, nothing and funny about that and no. it does leave a bad taste in your mouth but you know it doesn't leave a bad taste in your mouth ham braden ham braden ham He's, he's, uh, he is... A, Unless you're a vegetarian, of course. And I actually don't <laughs> eat a lot of ham either myself. Sure. But, uh, but for the sake of comedy, ham is good. I like the look good. of ham. Yum. Yeah. He's, he's playing fast, some, man. Do we, do we dare say he's playing some champagne football? We can say that. <laughs> on this podcast, you can. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's line breaking. He takes yeah. it on. Yeah. Um, he's good, man. I'd like to see him at Christmas. Hey, yo. <laughs> Sorry. Well, given the we elongated <laughs> AFL season, you may well... That's true. We could have yeah. some finals in Christmas. Oh, uh, some maybe December Christ- finals. Maybe we'll have a like an amazing month, and then we can have Christmas, Christmas, in, in Christmas ham in July. Yes, there we go. There it is. This is it's Braden Ham Month. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on Ham Watch. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he, he was good though. Oh. I like he he gave a little something. They're giving yeah. it a crack. The Dons. And I'm, I'm liking. I'm liking what they're doing. They're still a game behind, and they're in the top eight, and they've got yeah. another one to play. So they could be they could be on top of the ladder. They could well be. They do what have a game in hand. I forget about that. Um, a game in hand. What? A game in hand. Mm. Like a like a regular uh, Harry Taylor with a bit of ham, a bit of ham in the <laughs> a bit of ham hand. in the sock. Ham in the sock. A ham in the sock is worth two in the in the in the middle. I'm <laughs> two not in sure. Josh Jenkins' palm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, so a controversial opinion here, but 2020 has been a bit of a tough year. <gasps> I know. I mean, I, I'm not, I might be the first person to say it, but it's been a bit of a bit of a. Tough one. First, we had the bushfires, then the pandemic, and then we got Matt Rowell. 
Oh, that could be the biggest tragedy of all, man. Oh, just it was that was that was the good news story. We as a footy public needed. We the, needed it. The, the kid and who could, who came and did what nobody else had done, and then did what many players have done and hurt himself. Yeah, and it didn't look very nice, did it? It was a, an ouchy, sore-looking shoulder that was very, very clearly dislocated. And Matt Rowe, the true beast that he is, um, wanted to keep playing. He sure <laughs> just, did. That's ridiculous. Yeah. You're injured. You You're are sore. very injured. Yeah. It looks painful. Um, yeah, I'm loving all the uh, Chuck, uh, Chuck, <laughs> Chuck Norris. Mm, Chuck Norris. <laughs> <laughs> it's my new, it's my yes. new chocolate confectionery range. <laughs> the Chuck, Chuck Norris. Norris. Um, I'm loving all the breaks your teeth so hard you can't bite it. <laughs> yeah, these kind of references to um to Matt Rowe just being an absolute warrior. All the jokes they're they're pretty great. They are jokes such as type in Google find jokes. Um, look, look them up later. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I was the, the one I heard was um uh, when um when Matt Rowe left for the Gold Coast, he looked his old man in the eyes and said, "Well, now you're the man of the house." <laughs> yeah, something like that. It's good. There was something yeah. about Matt Rao losing his virginity before his parents did. <laughs> gross. Another, another such, yeah, strange and gross. Odd and gross. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, Matt, Matt Rao and the Gold Coast Suns, as they will be uh, newly renamed sometime in the near future, yeah, he'll be the yeah. best player they'll ever have. Oh, Matt um, Rao's headlining, yeah, yeah. Supported he, by the Gold Coast Suns. <laughs> yeah, he's the headliner. I can't wait to see him this year at, at <laughs> Falls Festival. Um <laughs> Yeah, gee, man. But you know what? Credit to the Gold Coast. That happened in the first quarter. Yeah, yeah I think you're and, right. Um, I didn't watch the whole game. I watched bits and pieces because I was intrigued. But they, yeah, it happened in the first and they were they were leading in the third quarter, like halfway through the third, and they kept on keeping on against Collingwood, uh, against, sorry, Geelong at home. Good effort. Lost no, good effort. Lost no fans in that effort. You're right. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know. The plenty of plenty of good teams are going to lose down on Geelong in uh, in Geelong this not year. Not those mighty balloons. Not the mighty balloons, though. Obviously, <laughs> not every team can be the Carlton Football Club. That good. Um, now you're a tactics man, but you're you're a man who gets the nuance of the game. You know, you I see the be. you see the moving parts. You see the the wheels within the wheels. Maybe you could tell me, like. Because I'm a bit of a simple layman with this stuff. I don't understand the strategy of the game as, as much as someone like you. But um, perhaps you could tell me, what is with this strategy? I'm seeing it all across the competition of uh, teams around the half forward or midway point of the ground just holding the ball up and then bombing it long and high into the forward line. It seems to me to be a, a bad tactic. But you know, like I said, I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not Mr. Football. Well, I think it's it's a tactic as old as time, merely the old yes. bomb it long onto their heads. Uh, it's it's a pr- it's a proven technique. <laughs> I know it seems pretty uh, pretty technical from uh, from where you're sitting, but uh, from from here on my creaky old chair, it's a uh, it's a great technique, and that's how you win flags. You bomb it onto your forward's head. And you yeah, stick right, it right on their head, head. and right then they, head. of course, they take it at its highest point. Naturally. Yeah. Naturally, which is which is at the bottom of this parabolic shape that the football's gone in near yeah. near the ground, near the ground, at the highest point. The highest point. Well, the highest point, though, for different players is a different spot, I suppose. Their highest point, Max mm. King, that might work. The, well, that's There's a couple correct. of times in that Carlton game where they they were able to uh, lob it into the forward line, and 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 he was able to have a, a little have a run and jump at it. That's true. A little clever one from Dan Butler, I noticed, mm. just popped it to Max King, um, who could just clunk him. Yeah, gee. But but on those Kings, hey, um, Ben King is fucking doing well. And it shows what... Um, it shows, I guess, what 
experience uh, or just game time does for you? Because obviously Max King, they, they are identical twins and they play very similar football. But at the moment, Ben King's maybe another 20 games or 15 games into his career. And that shows at the moment. Like Ben, uh, Max is still getting, finding his feet a bit more, still doing some amazing things. It's really exciting. But gee, Ben King's looking good, dude. He kicked three on the weekend and they weren't just easy. They weren't gimmies. One of them was a tough, I don't know if you saw, he crumbed one from near kind of the boundary, right on the goal line, but yeah. near the boundary point side. And he just collected in the last moment and just kind of popped it through with a t- tiny space, small margin for error. And he'd also kick one from about 45, 50 on the run. Looking good, man. The the Gold Coast have some great players. Got and some the, kids. Isaac Rankin hasn't even played a game, dude. True And enough. he was who I that last year. He was the most exciting player in that yeah. draft. I reckon pick, him and was Rosie. It pick, pick three, pick four? three. Yep, because yeah. it was, it was um, Walsh, Lacocious, Rankin, Rankin, and then Rosie. King. No, King. Oh, King, of course. King, of course. Rosie, Ben yeah. King, mm. Bailey Smith. This is why Taren I ask Thomas. you the technical questions, Bart. Taryn Thomas. You, 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 you understand <laughs> Chase the game Jones. level. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that's around it. Where did, um, where did Smith go? Seven oh, to the doggies. Damn. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. Bazalenka mm-hmm. with the mullet. They love it. Oh, Could only um, dream of hair like that, Millie. Wow. Um, now, what do you reckon about... Because uh, I see the gold... Like, I think... On the blue, on the Kane Ackland Cup, the Carlton St Kilda yes. game. Let's like, talk about it. Let's just. You, let's, I don't want to go over it too much, but let's Saints, go. Up, Saints, right. Saints, Saints are bloody good, and they did. They like Ben looks twenty games ahead of Max. I think the Saints look, you know, a year and a half or two years ahead of the Blues in terms of their kids' development and synergy as a team. Perhaps uh, uh, maybe mm. not that synergy, but definitely de- development. And I mean, as a Saints supporter, it would be um, encouraging to see that you can beat teams like the Blues who, who might be a little bit further down the track in terms of their rebuild. Um, it'd be like, you know, like I'm feeling with the Gold Coast being good. It's like, I look at them and I'm like, oh, why? They don't, oh, they started their rebuild like yesterday. We've been on a rebuild for 15 years. <laughs> why I know. are they good? It's but, pretty... Sorry, continue. No, no, no. I was just going to say like, um, uh, it, it felt... It felt about the, the golf in quality felt about right uh, at the moment. I would have loved to see the Blues play better, and we were, you know, shocking with our footy and, and, and missed lots of shots in front of goal. But that's not to take away from what the Saints were able to do, which was um, move the ball, uh, be bold with the footy, use that fast deck, uh, and 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 play the game on their terms. You know, I just I feel like coaches like that uh, don't come out of the don't come out of the woodwork every every day. Once you've got them, you really want to hold on to them with everything oh, that's you've got. Right. Never let them go. Never let them go. Particularly they're greats of the club. You want yeah. to keep them around. Um, yeah, gee, that, he is like, of course, on the field is where your games of footy are won. Um, but of course, we we're talking about Brett Ratton here. Brett Ratton. That was hard to say for some reason. Ben Rutten, Brett Rutten, <laughs> Ben Burt, Brett Burton, Brett Burton. <laughs> big proponent of uh, collective uh, Adelaide collective Crows mind, camp, yeah. Brett Burton, Brett the Birdman Burton, yeah. there he is, yeah, yeah dog, um, yeah, he's been amazing for us, dude. Rutten's so good. We we talked about this last year when we started the pod. First step, it was the optimism around this new coach and then who they were bringing in, and we were building this thing. And we even said, like, I remember talking about this last year, saying. The Saints have bought. We've bought ourselves another couple of years because we've got. We'll have Ratten in for the remaining um, 
uh, you know, he came in as an assistant and then yep. we're like, well, this is what will happen if, if Richo goes, Waiting Ratner will come in sure. and then he'll have a few weeks and then he'll at least have free 2020 hit. for a yeah. Yeah, free hit at the end of the year. And then he's got this year to kind of do the same. If it was a nightmare, he'd at least have another year or two, another crack at it. So they'd bought some time. And in that time, they have brought in all of these players that have just added to this culture of the club that's shifted. There's just a good feeling there now. And then players from, you know, and I'm not even joking when I say people like Billy Slater who've come from a successful club. And, Jared and then, Ruffhead. Jared Ruffhead from, from the Hawkers and, and Ratton himself from, from the family club, from the Hawks and from the Blues before that. And then just all these, who, who else we got? All these acquisitions. Gabby Allen, just to get Simon in players. Lethlean. Simon Lethlean. Simon Lethlean has been massive for us. Um, yeah, even James Gallagher, the, the the banker, the another South Australian accountant, which we seem to like. We got Wilkie, and we got Gallagher. So the, the well, books, the books are in check, mate. They, they add up. They definitely add up. <laughs> it's a simple addition. Simple I math. like as well the uh, approach from Brett Ratton and, and the recruiting team at the Saints. To you, you're right. You could have St Kilda could have looked at this here as going well. You know, it's his first proper year in the gig, and and we'll see how he develops and see what happens. But they didn't. They were like, no. We have deficiencies on our list. We know that, and they even even with the fresh coach, um, they still went out and made those uh, picks, made made those moves, and made it happen. Um, made the team better, even though in other years, if it was a new coach, especially like a first year coach, um, the I feel like the um, approach would often be quite conservative and, and not 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 going out to chase those players hard because you're like, well, we'll just see how the new coach uh, affects the way we play. We've got a pretty good list. We reckon we can jump a few places. Like, no, no, no. We've got a good list, but we've got some holes to fill. Let's fill them regardless of whether or not the coach is new. And that's probably the benefit of Ratton being in for the second time and having had, you know, a second apprenticeship under under Clarkson and um, and, and the amount of time he's had in the game. He, he was probably able to kind of push that. Absolutely, and and taking from Clarko, like he's learnt all of these things at the Hawks. Uh, um, but then the game style that we're playing is is kind of nothing like the Hawks. Um, and not the I don't think the Hawks are this horrible dour defensive style. I think the Hawks can play some great football. But yeah. the Saints are playing a really great brand of footy. Like they sure. are. It's exciting to watch. We're kicking goals. We're taking the game on. We're using the corridor, and and it's paying dividends. It's looking good. We're we're going all right. Um, they have a recognizable style. Yeah, that's it, man. A so, game plan. <laughs> who'd have thought? That yeah, who would have? But gee, um, there's, yeah, there's some good ones there, man. Just just a quick shout out to Ben Long. Fuck oh. man, that guy's coming on. He, he's hard as nails, dude. He's he was so he was hard. exceptional, man. He was exceptional. unbelievable. Took yeah. two marks there that were just like absolute crackers. Obviously, the high flying mark of the year contender. Um, which Brian Taylor was very adamant was better than Charlie Cameron's, which I, I don't know. I might beg to differ, to be honest. They're both great. But um, he also took another one going back with the flight when yes. Harry Mackay uh, had a bit of a, a late-ish spoil and he got a 50 for it. But that was another hard unit, man. I'm loving our team at the moment. First, I haven't been this excited for a, a long time with the Saints where we're at. It's been a while. It's good to have that investment in the young players as a fan. And then, you know... the. Would have obviously liked them all to come on as soon as possible, but it's just not reality. Uh, but when they finally start to, and as as a group, God, can anything is anything better as a footy fan than to see young players get better and your team improve in that way? And you can just you can feel that uh, quality rising and 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 the belief rising too. 
The belief is there and the depth is there for the first time in so long. Well, speaking of which, the, the, reserves, the reserves, St Kilda reserves kept Carlton to one goal in our reserves hit out. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Because in, in our defence, we've got massive def- uh, depth in, in our defence now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Struggled there. But like um, Nathan Brown, who's a premiership player, like he, uh, he doesn't have a spot in the team at the moment, but there's people like him, Jimmy Webster, Dylan Robertson, of course, who was an All-Australian, uh, in the All-Australian squad a couple of years ago. Yeah. Not getting a game again. No. Um, Before his brain real- fades, yeah. Yeah, I know. Poor old Dill. Hope he gets back in. Oh my goodness, um, me too. But yeah, gee, dude. There's and then there's players. When I when I think about the games we've won and how you know the list goes on, like oh, and this person and oh, Hunter Clark and our young guys and Dan Butler and like oh, Billings is a great. There's just they just Jade Gresham. Forgot about him. Like there's all these players that have just every line. There is just now yeah. depth and there's yep. someone who I used to be nervous when and be like oh fuck now the balls to Cam Shenton. Anyone? No. Sorry? A couple of years ago, like exactly, you know, and you'd be worried like, oh, geez. And now I'm, um, it seems like the handball chain's like, oh, cool. Brad Hill's got the ball. Oh, cool. Another great player. Like it's, yeah, it's, um, it's really turned these last At, couple of years. It's feeling pretty good. In terms of like, uh, tactics too, the, we will, um, David Teague was able to negate Hill's, uh, run and influence, but, everywhere else on the ground the St Kilda tactical manoeuvres worked like it's almost as though they were like oh well you can have the hill one because we're, we're stopping Patrick Cripps and, and Sam Doherty what are you going to do <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah that's right it was a bit a, a bit chess like wasn't it which is yeah. another reference to chess um, mm. three weeks in a row the ch- AF eloquence AF chess <laughs> there's something there <laughs> there's something we'll figure it out later um, yeah, it's it, that you're right, and that and in the past you shut down one of our better players, and that might just be it for the Saints. But now this, yeah, there's people there to step up, which is exciting. Merely, do you know what else is exciting? The Brisbane Lions, my Ooh, friend. Oh dear, oh dear. Game I mean, of the round. Well, this this leads us into who's good, I reckon. Um, who's good territory? And Brisbane are top of that tree. Uh, mm-hmm. The who's good a, tree. Well, yeah, and I think I think they were uh, well. They're exceptional. We, they were, they completely negated a wasteful port who kicked one mm. six in the first, and then yep. Brisbane went on to kick, you know, five goals in the next nine minutes in the in the second half, second quarter. I mean, something like that. It's just ah, they have quality, and yeah. they 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 talked about a lot in terms of you know the young midfield kind of depth with with Berry and McCluggage, but it's worth talking about a lot it's worth mentioning because they are as exciting a young midfield brigade as there is in the AFL and yeah. not not to mention you know uh, Harris Andrews which we have in oh, previous episodes not and just a great Charlie Cameron brand. And, <laughs> no not just the best place to get your year 10 formal attire fitted suits Harris also Andrews. could be the 201 centimeter goliath that will straddle the half back line of the competition for the next 10 years. He just could be it. He could be that next generational player. There was an article he's about He's unreal. It. Yeah, he's unreal, dude. I, know, I saw Luke Hodge said he was the best defender he's ever played with in his whole career, which is pretty massive because he's like a 22-year-old or 23-year-old player. Mm-hmm. Um, he's unbelievable. He's so good. Yeah, they. Um, it was an awesome game to watch. Um, the Berry brothers, 
they are great. Jared's the eldest and yes. Tom Berry's the youngest. But they they connected with each other so many times through that game. There was oh. a heap of one-twos with the, the Berry brothers. The, the hunt, they hunted, they gathered. <laughs> they, they, were, they, they were awesome. Tasty. Yeah, tasty Berry smoothie combo. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, they were awesome. Like, you could... Do you know what? It was so cool um, hearing the crowd. Hearing, I think yeah. they had ten thousand there, and it would have been, of course, predominantly Brisbane fans. But of course. hearing them, that noise of affirmation, it's a real thing. Sure I, is. I kind of missed it as well last week. Didn't really think that it is Brisbane playing in Brisbane, oh, Brisbane playing in Queensland with Brisbane fans yeah. at the game against yeah. the other top side like that, and that. It played. It made a difference. You could hear them, and the, and Port had a shocker. Port, in terms of the um, free kick count, they were they were robbed of a heap of calls. They had a real tough one, and they even mentioned it on the telecast, which they don't do is they try not to do too much. But mm. Port had a shocker, and uh, and that noise of affirmation is real. And Brisbane Lions are a good team. God, I can't wait for West Coast to get back in front of sixty thousand fans in Perth. Oh, I know. They managed to dry their tears and found some hunger, didn't they? Got a they win. Did. They did. They, they needed that win. Weren't very convincing, but they had a bit of they had a bit of that midfield kind of hardness back. Uh, Yo yep. and Gaff had great games in the middle, and yeah. Nick Nat was just some of his work, man. Uh, if if you haven't taken the time, and I know it's a l- late in his career to be only noticing Nick, Nick Nat now, but if you're not a student of ruck craft, and not all of us are, um, take the time to watch some of his work because just um, the uh, j- his ability to you know drop it soft just behind him or his ability to like spike it long or the variation in, in terms of hitting targets within like a 15 metre radius of the centre bounce is exceptional and um, I mean, it helps that Sydney weren't playing a recognised ruckman. Um, certainly helps, but uh, true, he, he does it against some quality opposition, though, doesn't he? he He's does, got that. Yeah. It's yeah, deft touch. It's so so good. He's an absolute jet, isn't he? And when when he's firing like that and the other and the team is trying instead of crying, <laughs> they are really good. Um, but yeah, I, they needed to win that game, didn't they? And what have they got? One more game in the hub this weekend and then mm. they're back home in front of yep. their 60 million fans so they'll be fine and then they'll oh, be well. fucking hard to beat and watch them rise up and make finals now you went to the football this week Bart speaking of I noises sure of affirmation did. how I was sure. how was the hospitality of the ambassador and the giants oh impeccable as per usual um it was awesome dude so great to watch some football first game of the year of course for moi um being up in sydney and being able to do that um it was awesome dude and the hospitality of the giants it is something worth mentioning because i've i've gone to a couple of games now with alex and the it's interesting it's worth noting this new new club and because it's you know relatively new club and relatively small club compared to some there is a community feel about it you walk around well i walk around with the ambassador and of course i'm with the ambassador so he knows the people you need to know yeah, yeah. They, they roll out the orange carpet for the ambassador <laughs> yeah the tsunami he gets his boogie board out and rides the tsunami <laughs> into the into the conference space rides that orange um, wave right into <laughs> giant stadium there we go yeah he's um um, it, it was it was really great, dude. They're really lovely, and yeah, because it is a small club, it's it's quite a community feel. And he knows a, a lot of people there, and um, it's a, it's a it's a really great feel, man. Bit of a family club, and they're doing well. Like they have they have some fans, as we've mentioned before. They're there. They were out there in numbers. They uh, Hawthorne had some 
had some people there behind one of the one of the girls. Can't remember which end. They had the Hawks little cheer squad. It was light, light on members, but hmm. yeah, dude, it was a great time. I felt just very fortunate to be able to go and watch a game of footy. Well, they they I'd put them you know second on the table for who's good. Uh, oh, they're they're good again. They're they right have, up there, aren't they? Well, two two wins in a row for them, and um, you know a winnable game this week as well. A tough game, but a winnable game against Port. Um, but you know they got it together this week. They were accurate as fuck. Yeah, that's right. Low, low inside in, fifty, didn't they? But like, it was something like oh, I can't remember the highest exactly. recorded 20, efficiency in in in. Well, yeah, it was like twenty three inside fifties for seventeen scores. Yeah, um, yeah, really good. So that's hard to um, sustain, but. I think they're starting to warm up nicely into the season. They're just churning away, and they've got another game. Yeah, yeah. the, the, oh, no, the, no, fi- the fire starter's right. done his job, and he's he has. lit the match. Yeah, that's right. And uh, now that it's lit, it can't be stopped. So that's right. Pop your mask on because the, the uh, for, for smoke this time. This, this time. Your, your pandemic. Remember? Oh, remember how we did that? Whichever. Remember this? <laughs> remember the bushfires? Yeah. Well, Toby Green started the bushfires under the uh, <laughs> giants. <laughs> <laughs> the GWS Giants, yeah. and uh, they're ready to go. They're ready well, to burn some teams. Heat rises, man, and they're a hot club at the moment, mm-hmm. um, and they're going to be rising up the ladder. They're only not going to be. They're not going to be. A, they're not going to be on seventh for long. Um, I reckon yeah. I'd put I'd put Port and St Kilda like a, a step down below those two clubs at the mo. Um, with Geelong kind of probably in that mix, I guess. Like they've had enough good games, and um, you know they had a good one on the weekend. And then below that, I'd put. The Bulldogs and you know Gold Coast. Oh man, Essendon must fit in there somewhere too. Oh Essendon, where do they fit? Yeah, Ooh. are they are they up there with that second tier with Saints and Port and whatnot? Or uh, probably are probably are probably they are. Beat the Pies just in a tumultuous week. <laughs> they lost to the Blues, but they lost to the Blues and the Blues beat Geelong. And Geelong beat Gold Coast. Therefore, Carlton's the, good, right? Carlton's pretty good. Pop <laughs> <laughs> them up on the top with the with, oh. with the Lions. Yeah, um, yeah. Who's, we're starting to figure out who's good. We are. It's, it's harder. To, it's tough to know in this season. It is. Um, yep. yep. But, uh, well, but we know that Adelaide and Fremantle and probably Melbourne and probably Swans aren't going to play finals. Yeah, feel, they're the ones. I feel pretty happy start, saying that. What a line through those, can't you? The Swans yeah. just seem like they're meandering away with some injuries and the yeah. kind of rebuild. And that's all right. They've been good forever. That's right. All, they're allowed to have a middling list for a bit. Yeah. And this Welcome season's to a mulligan, really. Yeah, exactly. It kind of doesn't it's matter. Free hit. If, if, you're gonna, if you're not going to be great, then then embrace that. It's fine. You know, go out and try and win. But also, if if you're going to be if you're going to have a season where you plummet, this is not a bad one to do it. Yeah, there's plenty of things you can blame it on. Yeah, <laughs> it's um, pretty easy. Do you feel? How do you feel about Melbourne? Because they've been receiving heaps of criticism this week. Heaps. Yeah, People have been piling on those those dirty Ds, the red legs, the old fuchsias. Poor fuchsias, man. Uh, they just keep on doing this, don't they? They keep on disappointing their fans. It, yeah. I, I think they're worth it. I've always felt like the most hard-done fan as a Saints fan, or or easily in in the pool of the worst kind of clubs in this modern era. And ours yeah. are both there. It's Saints and Blues and and the Ds. But yeah, I, I nearly think the Ds they might be the number one for the most disappointing club. Well, I think so. I agree with you. Given the base that they had, you know, the 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 most successful team until until Barassi walked away. Yeah. And then just the, the worst from For then so on. so long. Since the then, just no good. From 64. Um, and a few a finals lot. appearances, but nothing really memorable. A few grand final appearances even, but no wins. Um, and then just draft picks, just like 
poor drafting and like top picks walking out the door oh, and almost merging with Hawthorne, like and, and then in recent years, you know, to have that year of twenty eighteen prelim where you were dominant. You remember yeah, that King scores yeah, of were. like one thirty, one forty? They were yeah. they used to kick when they had rec- recognized forward forward Hulk Hogan. Oh man before they I know. traded him away. Yeah. And now they wonder where they where they have a forward line. I mean, he probably wanted, McDon- he wanted to go back to WA, but still, but oh. like Tom McDonald kicked forty goals in that year. Like, where's it? Why is yeah? Because Jesse Hogan, Hogan was running up the wing yeah. and kicking yeah. it into fifty. Have you seen their forward fifty entries? Oh, Ugh. that's atrocious, man. And who's who's there to mark for you? A little weedy man. <laughs> not even. He's not getting a bloody game. <laughs> Fritch, man. He's a top 10 pick. Yeah. Bailey Fritch is a VFL player. Oh, he's an all right player, but he's still not one of their top picks. He's a good player, but... He shouldn't be their second target in attack. No. No way. Yeah, they're all... Oh, I feel for them, man. I feel for them. And then on paper, they should be better than they are. Yeah. they got yeah. a better midfield than... Than, than what they're showing now. They got Max Gorn on a good midfield. Yeah, but they're they're a lot of bulky ball winners. Not many, um, not many like scintillating pass. You know, I mean, it's been it's been talked about. Gary Lyon brought it up during the week. He was the main thing was like Melbourne's kicking is horrible. They went out and got you know Langdon and Tomlinson who are granted that extra run off the wings. Tomlinson's neither, a terrible Yeah, user. that's right. That's He's right. He's a terrible user of the ball. He always has been as yep. a Giants. Like, he can run all day. He'll win yep. your time trial. He can but even you don't win flags with time trials. <laughs> what? Shit, you don't? No, yeah. unfortunately. He, can, he also can chop out in the ruck. Like, he's a useful player. But if he's your... you know, If he's one of the ones you're relying on um, putting it lace out on Tom, Tom McDonald's chest, uh, it's not going to happen. Yeah, and he, I'm so glad he didn't come to the Saints because he was talked about. We tr- we've tried to get him for about two or three years, and sure. I'm glad we have a new list manager because he was last year. He was always going to lead the Giants. It was kind mm. of a, it wasn't a very well kept secret, or maybe yeah. it's because I know the ambassador. But it was like, <laughs> fuck! I hope that he doesn't come to the Saints. But yeah. I think yeah. yeah, yeah, mate. They, I'm, I feel for you, demons. I feel well, for you, Stephen Cuff. Since that, yeah, poor, poor old Cuffy. We've got a we've got a Good bit friend little, of the pod. Yeah, he's um. He's come through for us as well this week. He's he's uh, he's contributed our history segment, so we'll get to that a bit later. But um, thank you, Cuffy. Shout out to you, Cuffy. Um, but I feel very bad for you and your your D's since that prelim. They've been, I think, like they've only won like two or three games since that prelim. Like it's, it's not. We, we've talked about Adelaide's fall from grace being big from that grand final, but God, Melbourne's has been big as well. I'm I'm getting worried that if they don't come good towards the back end of this season and you know if they don't come good early next season then where are they at oh dude yeah they got lever in they got may in they got a captain former captain of the gold coast and then jake lever who in that great year for adelaide looked like he was going to be an all the all australian you know intercepting defender um playing that that role for for the next 10 or so years and then but he hasn't Got to those same lofty heights that he used to jump in the, sure. uh, the Adelaide Crows. I mean, it's hard to come back from an ACL, I have no doubt. But uh, that's true. He, that's true. And I, I just don't. I don't know. I just wonder if. Um, I wonder well, if the system is uh, is is the right one. Like maybe it was just it worked out. The personnel, like having Talia and yes. whatever at Adelaide, um, allowed him to. Maybe it's just synergy. Maybe they'll get better the more they play together. But God, it's um, can't be helping the confidence at the moment at the yeah. D's. Man, good luck to him. I say. Well, who, who aside from Petraka has gotten better over the last couple of years for the D's? I'd say Salem. He's uh, he's he has some moments. Um, 
There I'm aren't many though. Brain. I am racking my brain to think who's improved over since since that prelim. Yeah, yeah Salem's Salem's reliable. Petraka, Petraka, sorry. Yeah. Jeez, um, oh, man. Like, is is Brayshaw? Like, they're just kind of they've yeah. just kind of. Yeah, no, you're right. Well, Brayshaw's well, Brayshaw's well, gotten a little bit better. But then he had that cracking year where he nearly nearly won the freaking Brown. Oh though. yeah, that was 2018, wasn't it? Must have been. So I guess he sure hasn't gotten not, better. Yeah, but no. It wasn't last year, it and he's not winning year. the Brownlow this year, so I guess he's regressed. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, God. Dude, it's tough. Ah. Come on, Red Legs. Oh, well. Up the future. Yeah, Should we do a little... Um, uh, let's do some headlines. Headlines oh, or missed during you, the week. Oh, some missed headlines? Uh-huh. Yeah, missed, missed headlines during the week. Oh, uh-huh, um, yeah. The yeah. first one I want to mention was, uh, uh, let's see, let's see. Um, uh, Stringer, of course, mm. was um, a topic of conversation, not only for his stirring performance against Collingwood, but also uh, the tautness of his Guernsey around his midriff, which... It's hot know, stuff, man. All things aside... I'm surprised we didn't see the headline, Stringer Dines Out on Pies. Simple, but... It, effective. Effective. And true. He did. He had quite a game. Kick three. Mate, he was awesome, wasn't he? He was awesome. i, I got to say, I, love I, loved, that guy. I loved his game. And yeah. I loved it. It was a bit tight fitting. The Don's Guernsey was tight. Yeah, man. I really enjoy it. Yeah. Let's it not sucks. have any, any more AFL bots. Let's, let's a bit of personality. Yeah, man, it's a full package. It's a realistic package. Huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, and it is a shame he's injured. He's meniscus. No, ankle. Syndesmosis. Syndesmosis. Another <sighs> word. Yeah. Yeah. The dreaded syndesmosis. Hearing that a lot, aren't we? Yes, a lot of players. A lot. Norton Stunnies. Syndesmosis. Yeah. And uh, many others as well. <laughs> Look it yeah. up. Look it up. Well, I said I've seen a pretty interesting one that um that I think uh, it actually relates to my life really and it was a little one here um for about the ruse and the, the title is the acid the stabbing pain the fight back and <laughs> it's it could be about former number four pick luke davies uni Uniac, or could it could be about my saturday night <laughs> fight back that's the main thing it's, the fight back. you know we yeah. the struggle is real uh-huh. And sometimes mm-hmm. you've got to deal with acid and stabbing pains oh, to just stabbing pu- pain. push through. Push through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All right. Nice. So uh, there's definitely something. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Stuart Dew, you know, could have dropped his bundle, really fallen in a heap, losing, you know, star first-year player Matt Rowell, in, as they did early in the game. But I thought I thought Stuart Dew showed a large amount of resolve. So I thought a headline that could have gone with that would be, um, Man Mountain Dew Stands Tall. Man, you, you need a job at <laughs> AFL House. I do man. need a job, but I mean, yeah, sure. <laughs> at AFL House would be fine, wherever. <laughs> yeah, men does a compliment, not a <laughs> You need a fucking job, dude. Oh, you got right, too much time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, job seeker's good for all of us. That um, sure is. Whoa. Uh, no, uh, there was another one I thought, um, I thought of. Uh, uh-huh. In the Richmond uh, game, uh, Richmond-Melbourne game, as I re- I'm pretty sure now this headline comes unstuck if it wasn't, but I'm pretty sure as Bailey Fritch was going to have a shot at goal, um, Camden McIntosh was manning the mark, and ordinarily you see you know players waving their arms around or some even turn their backs to try and put them off their off their kick. Uh, Camden McIntosh tried a different approach. He uh, he was miming 
being on the phone and like <laughs> trying to tell Fritz to shut up because he was trying to talk on the phone. Like <laughs> innovative, like it. I respect that. Right? It's a good. It's an, the, it, it, it's original. Pop the that. AirPods in. Just like, Sorry, I'm <laughs> Sorry. on the phone. Just Sorry. noise cancelling. Could you shut up? Yeah, gotcha. Um, but they missed a headline. I thought um, you could have had one for that. <clears throat> Macintosh's kitsch pitch for Big Glitch ends in fritch twitch at Big Sticks. <laughs> That's incidentally one of my vocal warm-ups I do before I do uh, voiceover work. So, I don't know. You must have pinched that one from my uh, warm-up files. <laughs> I did, I did. I heard, it's, it's stuff that doesn't make it to air on the podcast normally. But, but this week, this is a special edition special of Eloquence. Special edition. <laughs> Behind yeah. the scenes look. Yeah. Um, and one last one. Uh, oh, you were on fire, mate. Hunter this week comes back in after his indiscretion uh, in the layoff, um, coming back in, back in for the game against the Blues. And I just wonder, if Ed Kerno goes to Lockie Hunter, does that mean the Hunter becomes the Hunted? Oh, it definitely does. You know it does. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope that matchup happens. I also <laughs> want to see Hunter when he plays against the uh, Brisbane Lions, the, the Berry brothers, because we've got a lot to work with there. Oh, yeah. Hunter and Gatherers, Berries. Yep, there's heaps. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bury him. Yeah, oh, there's a lot, man. Bury him, yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll figure it out later. We'll save that for the week where the Bulldogs play the... Play the <laughs> shouldn't, shouldn't have revealed my... Oh, no, my, I, don't, I don't mind seeing, showing, the, showing our loyal listeners how the sausage gets made. A bit of work, the workings out. Yeah. Um, all right. So games this week. Big one. Big We've got one. Some big ones. Big games one tonight. Games, games tonight. in six and a half hours. Whew. All right. <laughs> well, let's get through it. Um, at the SCG <laughs> in your hometown, uh, yeah. it's the Geelong Cats taking on the Brisbane Lions. Um, God, this is gonna be interesting. I'm, I've um, I've tipped Brisbane here as they're good. They're top of my who's good they ladder. But I, good. I, I wonder, I wonder what. Um, the neutral ground will do in that respect. Uh, whether or not the, you know, the the sh- shorter, the smaller wings at Cadinia Park will will help them uh, navigate the confines and smaller overall ground of the SCG, or whether Brisbane will just, you know, they'll they'll be nice and warm, and and the the, the temperate weather up in Sydney Town will be closer to what they're used to up in uh, Volta Street. Yeah, and I'm, I may say it is a it is a lovely day here in uh, Sydney, the spiritual home of the Brisbane Lions. Um, <laughs> I I also think Brisbane are going to win. Um, they these these guys these teams play some good football. Last year the Lions won by one point. Oh yeah, uh, last time they played, but I, I think they're going to do it again because they've improved since. They're going to win by one year. point, but that's a big call. Big call. So you heard it here, but uh, it's going to be a one point game again. Um, Put your house no, on it. Put your house on it. One point. No Jack Stephen for the Cats. Having a little rest because they've got a five-day turnaround. That's something to think about. Dane Zorko's in because we've got the teams because it's, of course, tonight in five tonight. hours. So they've yes, got the Zorko's captains back. back in. I think they're and they're churning along. Had a big win last week. Good win for the Cats too, but I think Brisbane will win tonight. I agree. Lockstep. Uh, at Giant Stadium, your natural environment, um, it's the Collingwood Magpies taking on Resident club, the Hawthorne Hawks. Mm. Now that the Homebush Hawks, perhaps Homebush Hawks. I like that Homebush mm. Hawks. Clarko's mm. Homebush Hawks. Um, I think the Homebush Hawks are going to get up today. A little bit of a home ground advantage, you know. Clarko yeah. only needs one week at a ground <laughs> to to um to make it his own. Um, and now <clears throat> I think that 
They've got a few injuries as well, the Hawkers. I think they, they lost Mitch Lewis last week. Yeah. Um, and also Scrimshaw. So they've lost a bit of height at each end, one of their defenders, one of their forwards. But and Scrimshaw's a good player. Yeah, he is, isn't he? But Collingwood, yeah. and obviously you know, Mitchell Lewis is too. Yeah, he is. And Collingwood, Collingwood. you know, where are they at? They're, yeah, well, I know where they're at. They're in hell, where they belong. But yeah. Dugowie, no Dugowie, of course, no side butts. Um, mm. I, I think after the loss last week, the Hawks will obviously both lost, but I, I think Hawthorne will have more of a point to prove. I don't think. Yeah. I don't think the Pies are. They've got. They don't have their shit together yet. I don't think the Hawks will win. Well, if you listen to Two Guys One Cup, then they would probably argue that this is almost like complete backs against the wall territory for Collingwood. Yes, yeah, that's of of course. That's given the the week that they have had, and then this could be just the week where they busted out and beat the Hawks, especially because they they really should be a better team. Yeah, Mm. they should be, and they were a few weeks ago. They were everyone was talking them up, and then they've Mm. just capitulated in these last couple of weeks. Um, Yeah, I think they're going to slide again. I think I think Hawthorne. Make them pay. They I only really lost that game because the Giants were so great. They didn't necessarily do anything wrong. They were just the Giants were really good. I'm going to take both clubs at their words when it comes to their song. You know, Hawks. They're a happy team at Hawthorne. They'll be it, they'll be a good team, happy team, enjoy playing together. But with Collingwood side by side, they stick together. Well, without side bottom. That's right. Well, yeah, but I think that and Jordan DeGluey, <laughs> you can't you stick. How can you stick? <laughs> You can't stick without the glue in the bottom, <laughs> side by side bottom. We don't stick together. Yeah. Well, I think they're going to go cheek to cheek into this dance. Um, and I'm actually going to pick Collingwood because I <gasps> think, yeah, I think I'm, I'm going to I'm going to back the backs against the wall logic and and see how that goes. I think I do like that logic as well. Well, just it feels like it'll be us against them. We've had the week from hell, but let's show them and let's have a big mm-hmm. victory. I could just. I can see it. I can see it too, but I can also see Clarko and the Hawks going, yeah, well, <laughs> enter, enter. Clarko has entered the chat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a fair point. Well, uh, out of lock step in our second game of the round. Wow, way. Mm-hmm. Um, Saturday, um, Saturday on at Metricon, it's uh, Fremantle taking on mm, the, res- the, the, the Showtime Saints. St. Kilda. At a great time of... Did you say... It's 12.35, right? Oh, sorry. Yes, 12.35. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the one. (laughs) That's when we love to play football. You wake up, have a latte, quick little walk the dog, and then uh, get to Metricon. Let's go. My question is, uh, if it's a 12.35 and the sun's going to be like midpoint of the sky, who's Uh. going... uh, Who's going with the sun in their eyes in the last quarter? Because they're going to have trouble marking it. We might have to check in with the meteorologist here. Let's get Jane so. Bunn on the phone. Oh, Good Saint point. supporter. Speed and, dial. Uh, Jane Bunn, yep. Jane Bunn, one of my favourites. And let's find out which way the sun will be facing because the game will be decided by the sun. <laughs> <laughs> no, Fremantle will uh, skip away with this one. Um, sorry, I'm just joking. St Kilda, St Kilda have got it. No, that's too hot a take. I can't, Mate, I can't justify I'm that. A, it's a, we're playing in the Gold Coast Suns. There's going to be oh, hot takes. Hot and takes. Frio play all right against us. They truly they are, do. And they are used to playing up on the hub. Maybe they'll acclimatise to hub, hub life a little quicker. Hub life, baby. Also, Fife is well could be back. We don't know yet. Teams no. will be tomorrow's, but mm-hmm. Fife could be back. But I'm pretty sure they are no Hogan, no Hogan and. No Griffin Logue, who's not a big name. No, no, he's, no. A, he's been exceptional. He's good. And, yeah, really good. And, and, and it's a bad loss because he's a defender. He's a, he's a tall-ish defender. Not, yep. a, not a full back, but he's like a third tall. I don't know how tall. He gets he around the ground a lot as well. He does. He's, 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 he's very, he's mobile. very influential. 
And from my memory, he's a pick seven a few years ago. So he's a top 10 pick and he's a good player. And we're a tall side. The Saints are a fucking tall side. Yep. Um, and I reckon we'll hurt them. They don't have... I, I don't know who they'll bring in to cover that that height. And yeah. no Hogan is a big out as well. Even with Fife in, it'll... You know, they'll have to put on... It'll be Sonny Walters and Fife. They'll have to put on a real show to get over the Saints. But I reckon we'll, we'll do... Well, you know who's not going to let that happen? A young man coming up against his old team. Man oh, by the name of, of Hill. Mate, I didn't even it's gonna think. It's going to be downhill skiing for Hill, Hill and the Saints. I was about gonna, to say, look at Blake Akers. Yeah, well, I, I hope so. It, I'm intrigued, but I reckon we should win. But, yeah. we, you know, we, we're kind of due to... Is it sink, it's quite St Kilda like to to lose a game when we shouldn't, but this would be one this would be one of those games where we'd lose and be like, Oh, come on, Saints. But I sure. feel like we're past that. I hope we win. I reckon I we'll ge- win. I guess at least if you lose this one, it's very much off Broadway. Twelve thirty five against yeah, Fremantle right. no on the Gold Coast. Psh, yeah. yeah. Jeez. Yeah. I couldn't think of a more off Broadway <laughs> game, to be honest. Fremantle St Kilda versus the St Kilda of the West <laughs> on the East Coast <laughs> in the Gold Coast at fucking lunchtime. <laughs> It, it, only if it were a Wednesday would it be more the acid the stabbing pain <laughs> <laughs> the recovery <laughs> the fight back the fight back oh. uh, 305 also in Queensland the hub of Australian rules footy it's the whingy West Coast Eagles and the just shithouse Adelaide Crows West Coast Eagles yep Oh, it's too close to the too too close to the camp for the Adelaide Crows. They're, how can it's they be expected close. to perform on this on the hub? It's just it's a mere matter of you know hundred kilometers or so. They're the closer they of get, the hinterland. They're, they're inside scars, much like Harry Potter when Voldemort's around. <laughs> they, right. they can feel <gasps> the trauma, the burning. <laughs> too close, and, and too- there are a lot of armed people in Queensland. Not to mention people wearing camo and no shirts. They must be triggered by that. It's triggering, dude, and. Yeah, we've got. Even though they're coming up against a fellow bird that is also a sad bird, <laughs> sad the bird, eagle, yeah. a sad, the sad eagles versus the sad crows. Yeah. I think the eagles will murder the crows. Uh, very nice. Yes, Thank agreed. You. Back in lockstep. Uh, six six oh five p.m. Uh, Giant Stadium, Melbourne taking on Gold Coast in uh, the second of Gold Coast's away run. Um, God. They've got Melbourne as favourites for this one by a significant amount, but I think I'm back in the Gold Coast. Yep, me too. I disagree with the fav- uh, the betting there. I think that the Gold Coast are looking so much better than Melbourne. They play a, a, a fast, attacking, high-pressure game style, and they look like they're all playing for each other. That that shit's important, right? They, they, they've got a good energy there, and they're, they're excited to play. And if, and if 2020's proven anything... That synergy, or whatever you want to call it, or or attitude, is is huge because you can be the Gold Coast and be playing far better football than West Coast and Richmond, who have better lists and are proven performers. But their energy's lost; they don't have the will to to fight and to to play football. And the Gold Coast have that at the moment. So Melbourne doesn't have it. I've <laughs> got to go with who's looking good. And Gold Coast look better than Melbourne. Confidence is a hell of a thing, both when you got it and when you don't. And this game is an example of that. Hence why I too am picking the Gold Coast Suns. God, we're good, mate. Oh, so look at us. Look at us seven, go. 7.40 uh, at Metricon. Um, it's the high-flying, low-profile bombers taking on the uh, just 
disappointing. Disappointing Mont- ruse, ruse, man. Ruse. Disappointing. Uh, and going to say, Metricon's start. Metricon is getting a flogging on Saturday. True. That's got a couple of games there. Maybe he's one to watch. Let's look out for the surface. I'm going to keep my eyes on the surface, yeah, my friend. Yeah, and there are two on Sunday there as well. And guess oh who's playing? Guess who's playing last at Metricon? It couldn't be the Blues. It is the Blues. <laughs> anyway. Well, you watch those... <laughs> might suit our game style. <laughs> hey, well, let's look out for those ankle syndesmosis injuries oh. because Metricon could look like the freaking fourth day of Splendor in the Grass mosh pit by the time these... Uh, I don't know why I went with that festival, but let's go this way. Let's go bigger. The, famous, like the famous Splendor in the Grass, grass <laughs> mosh, yeah, mosh pit. pit. Yeah, yeah. As everyone knows. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's go bigger. Let's go Glastonbury yeah. in one of the wets... In the wets uh, a rainy day at Glastonbury. This could be Metricon um, mm. by the sun by Sunday. But we're talking, of course, about Essendon and North Melbourne. I we think um, I think uh, Essendon will win uh, uh, based on what I'm based on what I'm saying. The low flying bombers, the under the radar bombers, the um, stealth drone, bombers, the stealth mm. bombers, the um, uh, what are they called? UAVs, the unidentified, yes. uh, the uh, hmm. hmm. The Essendon Bombers. The Essendon Bombers. I think they're going to win, man. They're playing pretty good football, and I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing. And North, as you said, are very disappointing. Ben Cunnington came back in too early. He looked so sore, yeah. and he's a huge out for them, isn't he? When, yeah. He's such a good player. He's their best player. And if they can't get time around the midfield to kick a ball at a long Ben Brown lead, then it just they don't look like scoring. Yeah, they look nowhere near it. And if you can put some physicality into Ben Brown, he actually just flails about and he's he hasn't looked this bad since his early years. No. Poor old Ben. I mean, he looks good, man. but he's not playing well. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. No, he looks no, great. No body shaming in this podcast, except no. a, little no, bit he- of head, a little bit of a swipe for Stringer in the headline, but... But we like a full package. We do like a full package. All right. Sunday's games, 105, also at Metricon. Hub life. Um, It's Port and GWS uh, in what I reckon is going to be a real cracker. Um, I'm back on the Giants because I'm on them again. Um, And yeah, but I think this game's going to be good. Yeah, dude. It could be. It's a sneaky game of the round one here. Uh, Maybe not so sneaky. Two good sides. Uh, I also think the Giants will win and keep the ball rolling. This will be three in a row for them. Um, They look. They look pretty great. They looked great last week, and they just and they're trending in the right direction. Um, you got to buy the dips, merely. You got to get in on them here. Boom, they're heading up the Giants, and I think that Port maybe coming the other way down. Maybe a little cross, two ships in the night. True. Port's coming down. I don't know. They had one loss, but and they might be coming back to earth. They certainly don't have a two hundred and eighty percent percentage now, and they've mm. had a loss. So let's see. I'm thinking the Giants will win as well. It would just be so typical of Port Adelaide to just fizzle or you know have a really flat season from here on out after we're waiting to see it aren't we because they've done it for years disappointing yes that's the other one and so is and so is Gold Coast in you know in terms of their fast starts and then fizzled out I'm watching them and we're watching the disappointing uh, uh, power power <laughs> yeah however Gold Coast have never made uh, a prelim and Port have finished fourth before under Ken Hinckley yeah, that's yeah. He's had a bit of a crack at it, old Ken, hasn't he? Yeah, they, it was a they, while ago. They need to they need to make finals this year for him to um, still be in charge, I believe. But yeah. yeah, you and I both, and merely another little lockstep here, a giant lockstep up the dubs, GWS. There we go. Uh, Three thirty-five at the Gabba. Um, 
It's Richmond taking on the Swans. Ah, the beat-up Tigers taking on the mediocre Swans. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, yeah, mate. Oh, well, here we go. I, I think I think this is where Richmond, this is where they want to be. Richmond are a team that loves doing this as well. I, I noticed that against the Saints when they were getting frustrated a couple of weeks back, losing to a, t- a side that they should normally beat. And you could, I saw a bit of the... Um, Maybe not arrogant, maybe a bit of arrogance, a little bit of bathwater. They were just pissed off that they weren't winning and they weren't playing how they wanted to be playing. And yep. now, a few weeks on, they've lost, they've got a bunch of injuries. They are, some of their core, are, are re- they've got a lot of injuries and they're looking like a depleted team that should lose. But Plus, Basha Hooley and Shane Edwards still uh, yeah, on the ground in Victoria. Um, huge. And Shane Edwards, this, like for the last five years, but. Three, three, four in particular has been massive, even though he hasn't got as many plaudits as some of his more hyped teammates. And of course, Basher, who's been an All-Australian during a premiership year for them, like it's, he might not have been as much in form uh, this year so far, but it, it's that plus the injuries. Yeah, Cotchin, Lynch, it's yeah. a lot. But I think, man, this is, this is what gives them a challenge. If you can't have, if they don't have a challenge when they've got their full list and they're, and they're not getting in together, this is, this is a challenge for you. And I think Richmond likes the challenge. Um, something to work towards. It's an opportunity for players to win spots. That always gives you something else as well for some younger players or some, some off-Broadway players. And the Swans are a good team to kind of get you into Gear, yeah, they'll Very bring a, they'll bring a bit of a fight, but um, not too much, as evidenced by the West Coast game last week. That's right. So the Tigers, my friend, what are you thinking? Yeah, same here. Nice. Um, and the last game of the round at, at the chewed up turf of Metricon Stadium. It's Carlton taking on the Bulldogs at six forty five on Sunday night. Um, yeah, I I really uh, hmm, I got a really bad feeling about this game, which I, I hate to admit, but um. I got a really bad feeling about this game. I think hub life generally is going to be good for the Blues and being a young list, but um, the Bulldogs are a team that can like they've beaten us pretty consistently over the last five years. We had one good win against them maybe two years ago, a year and a half ago. It was um, Sam Petrovsky seat had a bit of a breakout game and we won by like forty four and excellent. But that was the that's the only victory of note we've had against them in a while. They've been good against us, and I just get the feeling we're one of those clubs they like to beat up and they're getting back into some form. So uh, would like it not to be the case, but uh, I'm tipping the dogs and I think they're going to win by a bit. Yeah, they might be the form side of the comp at the moment. They've won three in a row. Um, they're also heading in that right direction where they're looking better each week. They've got their f- a few injury concerns, but it felt like Aaron Nor- uh, Joshy Bruce, former Saint, kicked six, which is... Quite the bag in this shortened format of the game. Um, hang on, quick one. What def- uh, define what? What's a bag? How many goals is a bag? Anything it, at the moment at this season? Any, anything over four? I reckon. Yeah, four goals. I reckon is a bag. Four, Maybe four is, four is like a clutch. It's like a. It's like a purse, <laughs> a brace. A small bag. <laughs> sure. And like five or six. Yeah, 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 yeah. A clutch, just a small clutch. <laughs> and then five or six, you're talking like carry-on luggage. <laughs> And then eight <laughs> goals, you're fucking checking that shit that's, in. That's a package. You're, you're paying extra for, <laughs> for, for um, weight in that bag. Good. Okay, that's good to know. Yeah. Well, let's see. I think. I think. Um. Yeah, they looked good. They looked better with Josh Bruce having a bit being the focal point there. But um. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm. Unfortunately, my friend, I think they are a pretty good side. I wouldn't want to face them now. The Saints have played them this this year and had a good win, but I wouldn't want to play them this week. I reckon they're looking no. pretty good. 
Yeah, I, I um I really worry because at this point in the season, uh, as a Carlton supporter, with the loss we had uh, l- last week over St- uh, against St Kilda, I just I just have this really sick feeling in my stomach that eh, all the optimism that was built up over the the two the only two wins we've had, but the optimism that's built up over those two wins is just. It's just about to be dashed and it's just going to be another one of those years. So I really pray that that's not where we're at because I've got six weeks of lockdown and um, the footy's going to be one of the main things I'm doing. So it'd be it'd be rough if they um, if they fold and I really hope they don't. But um, we will see after this week. We'll know more after this game. But also, something that might be a bit of sneaky podcast voodoo. Oh, I love the th- this. The three Carlton games that I've watched... Uh, sorry, the three Carlton games that I've watched this year at the pub were Richmond, round one, Melbourne, round two, and St Kilda in round five. These are games that I watched at the pub. All losing games. The other two games we've played so far, I watched it at home or at friends' houses, and we got the little win. So I've got the feeling that you know, the next five are in the bag because I'm in lockdown, Mate, baby. there we go. You've got that, that spooky voodoo predictions coming through. That's right. Well, we've got two for the week. Watch the Angles send osmosis at Metricon Stadium as oh. the round go, uh, goes on. And also... Oh, you mean Splendor splend Ankle? Yeah, yeah. Splendor, yeah. Glastonbury Ankle. And then... <laughs> and and also, take note of those blues and Emil, where Emil... We've got to be on a meal watch here. Where are you watching the game from? I'm watching you watching the game. I'll it's post a- on our social media where I'm where I'm watching it from, but it'll be definitely at home because we're in lockdown. So yeah, there you go. Awesome. Oh, and uh, quick one. One last thing. Just social media um, posting. It brought to my attention that I need to. We need to bring up the ambassador. We need to put up the footage of last week. The ambassador was on. Uh, uh, televised watching the Giants game with only a few fans there, and people might have seen it. They even did a segment on. Fox got, a, got a spray from David King. Got a spray from Kingy, the ambassador. Of all people, I would have thought he would have had diplomatic immunity from copping sprays. But <laughs> he was behind. Man, no one's immune from the king. It's the king. That's true, of course. <laughs> yeah. Also, course. How, how come we've got a David King who played for North Melbourne in the same era as Wayne Carey, and yet Wayne Carey's the one with the nickname The King? It just shows the arrogance of the man, I think. <laughs> it does. And he was a better football player, but still. Yeah, well, so the ambassador yes. copped a funny spray from David King because he was behind um, legendary Australian cricketer Steve Waugh, who's a Giants fan, and he was <laughs> just coughing. A- Alex is a passionate man. He's an ambassador. He he supports his uh, team. He was uh, barracking in a way that would make not only the Giants, but also any football fan proud. I, that's right. I shed a single tear when I was watching the game, seeing my dear friend and the ambassador there. Um, but it, anyway, there's a funny little bit because Steve Waugh was like, you could just see him turning around every now and then and was uh, slightly a- aware agitated by the, of the He barracking. was aware of the ambassador. He was aware of the uh, barracking. And then they had a funny little exchange at the end of the game where Alex is uh, ready to party and was happy and then kind of turned to Steve and was like, oh, yeah, good game, mate. And they kind of brought it in. <laughs> it was just a funny little transaction at the end. Anyway, it was cracking. And... Interestingly enough, if they were onto it here, the Fox peeps, they would have noticed that this game, Alex pretty much sat and myself two rows back from Steve Waugh in nearly the exact same. It just happened again where we were like, we were just there. But the only difference this week is there was more fans, so more people were getting around and it wasn't as much of a thing. But 
it was funny. There's a photo of Alex and I, and then a couple rows in front is Steve War in pretty much the same uh, position as the week before. So I'm gonna post that up because it's funny. Do it. Uh, yeah, I really, I really expected uh, <laughs> expected his seats uh, with you and and St- or Steve's seats to have been moved a few rows away, but no. Clearly, uh, clearly they know what's what's going on in, in Giant Town, and the media are just bloody speculating. That they'll make a story out of anything. They sure will, mate. And there's a community <laughs> club, the Giants. We're about That's family, right. family, and fans. Um, all right, very, very quick history segment. Yes, please. Um, um, so. This was sent through by a good friend of the podcast, Cuffy, uh, Stephen Cuff. Thank you for the, your submission. A uh, very interesting uh, bit of information. Um, 1952, Queen's birthday weekend, just setting the scene here. Oh. Um, an extra round was scheduled in the middle of the VFL season. For the last many years, the season had been broken down into nine home and then nine away games. Um, so nine home and nine away games. Each team playing each other once. Uh, in the first half of the season and once in the second ta- second half. However, in 1952, there was an extra round added during the regular season for premiership points, scheduled right smack bang in the middle. This was the last time before this week that all teams played away from home. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Of course, yeah. every, every, every team is every playing team away weekend. from home. Yeah, no way. Weekend. Yeah. First time that since 1952. Is wild. Yeah, because yeah, Brisbane's playing fucking up in Sydney. Yep. Oh my Gold god. Gold Coast are playing in Sydney. Yep. Um, this was the this was dubbed variously as the away round, the Australian round, or the propaganda round. Oh, <laughs> the, how how very Cold War of <laughs> how very fifties. Yeah. Propaganda round. Yeah. Um, and it's cr- back this week. It is. 70 years Spread on. Spread the, the word. 68 years on, we have our the inaugural, the second propaganda round. Oh, wow, dude. That's huge. I, I'm okay. Yeah. Across the weekend, um, there were teams playing in Brisbane, Sydney, Hobart, Albury, Euroa, and Yalorn. Uh, wow, Euroa got in there. Yeah. And Yalorn, which is no longer a town. I I I was gonna let Yalorn pass because I didn't know <laughs> where <laughs> where it was. Yeah, no, your um, your uh, lawn it was a town. Country Vic. It's down in Gippsland, and it was a company town built by the uh, the power stations, and so they built it um, for the workers. And then when they wanted to mine the coal that was underneath it, they just got rid of it. Oh, cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's the way to do it. That's just get rid of towns it. when you got minerals underneath. Yeah. Um, um, unlike this weekend's games, though, fans from Melbourne could get to the get there. And uh, according to TAA, ANA, and ANSET Airlines, uh, they were very heavily booked to get um, get to the games. Well, so, as is the as, as is the case today. I tried to book <laughs> on ANSET the other day. It was fucking booked out. Couldn't get a ticket. Couldn't get money. Trying to book one to Victoria or an ANSET couldn't oh, go down. Damn. Um, so what was the cause of all of this? What was this away yeah. madness? Right. So it was uh, it was uh, one off. Um, they were with an they they fixed it with an idea of it being a regular uh, yearly uh, round to to grow the game really to get it get it played in places where they're not really familiar with Aussie rules or as familiar and and grow the game that way um, which was you know medium medium amount of success with a medium amount of success although of they course. never did it again of course and of yeah. course all the the, the uh, diehard fans of your lawn were um, <laughs> robbed of their uh, town. Oh. 
Well, I don't know if it was the fumes or shift work that stopped people from coming to the game, but at, at the Lawn match, there was only 3,500 people there, which was the lowest lowest drawing game on that round. Um, right. There and was, the, uh, um, the, the, the biggest loser of this, it was, of course, uh, the loser of this round lost their, not only the game, but they actually lost their town. That was the, um, that was the catch with this game. So, Aubrey, Euroa... <laughs> Hobart, consider yourselves fucking lucky. On notice. On notice. <laughs> you're, on, you're on notice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, look, Euroa, Euroa escaped with... Uh, they had 7,500, so they were just all right. Um, Carlton and Hawthorne played in Euroa at the Memorial Oval. They, Carlton won by 37 points. Uh, Fitzroy and Melbourne played at North Hobart Oval uh, to a crowd of 18,000 fans, which I think is still within the top five of attendances at North Hobart Oval. Oh, represent, has he? V- VFL games in the past. Um, that was the go-to before um, Bell Reeve and um, and York Park, I think. Yep, nice. Uh, Richmond v Collingwood. Collingwood won uh, against Richmond at the SCG um, in front of twenty four thousand fans. After eighteen straight hours of pounding rain, they were able to host the match still. Wow! But um, yeah, they they were expecting a few more fans than that, but um, still to get twenty four thousand given the, the weather, big crowd. Yeah. And when would you see Richmond and Collingwood play at the SCG? Yeah, exactly. Um, something I did find out doing the reading for this one was that uh, that Collingwood also had a nickname at the time of the Woodsman, which I think is just. Mwah. I want to go. I want to find out why. I haven't yet found out why, but I will. <laughs> the Woodsman. Yeah, the Woodsman. <laughs> just, just. There must be more. It's not. There must be more to just calling woodsmen. There's, there's something oh, there, right? Oh, it's probably just that, isn't it? Surely not, though. God it's, is it that it's simple? Or is God a football player being like calling woodsmen? <laughs> yeah. Woodsman. Damn it. I hope that's not it. The best, Let's hope I it's hope not there's that. something more. We'll dig um, a little deeper. Yeah. Let's fabricate something. <laughs> they, play, they played in front of uh, 28,000 in Brisbane. Well, not at the Gabba, though. It was at the Brisbane Exhibition Ground. Uh, Geelong and Essendon played a match uh, there in front of 28,000. Although they think it might have even been closer to 30-something thousand as um, uh, as as they, they reckon that there were at least 4,000 people who stormed the gates and didn't pay. <laughs> hey, there we go. And even then, even then in Queensland, the NRL state, in the 50s, Geelong and Brisbane are getting better crowds than they get now <laughs> yeah, for their man. games now. 30,000. Well, it, it's actually um, New South Wales and Queensland becoming uh, rugby states. is only like, we, we take it as given now that they are, but it was, footy was quite popular in both those states at various stages and, and could probably have gotten a foothold there if there was a bit more national governance but because yeah, of right. the time it was all kind of state focused so it was kind of left to wither and die on the vine unfortunately. That Victorian bias and that's the one it. and then they're putting in all this effort in this last you know 10-15 years yeah. to bring Queensland back into the game yeah um, but the notable thing about one of the notable things about the this game is the the Geelong Essendon game is that uh, John Coleman uh, was playing. He kicked one five, I think, in the first quarter, and then went on to kick thirteen total for the match. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That is unbelievable. Going he kicked on to a Port Adelaide the... first quarter score. Oh yeah, and yep. then went on to be the Brisbane Lions. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> right. <laughs> um, that's insane. 13 goals. I can't remember yeah. the last time someone kicked 10. Oh, man. It, well, he obviously, John Coleman's a famous. Yeah. Name, the medal's named after him. Yeah. He's, uh, famous for a bloody reason. He's Mr. Bag himself. Yeah. <laughs> loves if a bag. You, if you also, if you uh, loves a hamper, loves a big package, loves a full package. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at his stats as well, in terms of number of games played and number of goals kicked, it is just something else. That 
man could kick goals. Um, yeah. Uh, the, another interesting thing about that round was uh, the Magpies. Uh, oh, sorry. Um, one of the game, the game in Brisbane was delayed uh, to to happen on Monday. It was supposed to happen on the Saturday. However, it was it was too much rain in Brisbane, so they delayed it. And it was the first game ever played under lights. Seven forty no p.m. at Brisbane ex- Exhibition Ground. Uh, Unreal. On the sixteenth of June in nineteen fifty two. Oh, wow. And how, yep. how many did you say were at that game? Sorry. 28,000. Yeah. What but, an exciting But unofficially, probably the more. Gates, yeah, exactly. And because it was under lights, it was under late. Lights. People were drinking. Yep. Oh, wow. Um, the Bombers left late, uh, left Brisbane late on the Tuesday morning, uh, but didn't get back to Melbourne until 11 p.m. that night uh, because, ironically, six SNN players, including high flyer John Coleman, suffered from air sickness. <laughs> 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 wow! <laughs> oh, Two getting up there, John. Yeah. And too Tullam- many speckies. Um, the bombers. Essendon Airport was closed at the time because it was too late, and so they had to land at Mangalore Airport for. And for those playing at home, it's two hours north of Melbourne. <laughs> oh my goodness! Wow! Two yeah. high bombers. Yeah, I mean oh the C- the Sydney press was not super. Uh, <laughs> Not super enamoured with the game. Uh, the Sunday's newspaper's headlines included uh, rules games disappoint, game to boost rules a failure, and oh. rain ruins Richmond Collingwood Aussie rules. So They really, um, they're heavy on the word rules there. Yeah, um, as a reference to Australian rules. Yeah. Australian rules. I know, but it's, I don't know. <laughs> Leading with rules yeah. in a game is like, <laughs> oh, too many fucking, too much, to, too many rules. <laughs> it's a game of rules. Game of two halves. Australian rules. rules. Australian rules. Well, yeah. thanks to uh, Cuffy for the for the shout out for this. Uh, for, I mean, sorry for the uh, contribution for this week's history segment. Um, a lot of the research on this one was uh, from Mick Rees uh, in an article he wrote for the Australian Football in 2012. So thank you for that. Um, thanks, Cuffy. Yeah. All right. Well, that's probably it for us for another week, uh, Barty Boy. Um, that's us. Yeah. Have a have a lovely. Week, weekend of footy. Um, looking forward to watching all of it from the comfort yes. of my lounge room. Well, and let's hope that spooky voodoo prediction comes true for your blue baggers, Mealy. Um, I'll be waiting with bated breath to see a selfie of you from the comfort of your home. And uh, let's hope they can get the win, mate. Up the blue. Thanks, guys. Can't say this. Woo.